This is the Football Bink Podcast and welcome back to our first um, review of the season. Um, we've got Lee to talk about and then later on we'll be talking a little bit about Chelsea as well. Um, but we'll start off with Leeds, Simon. Um, it was quite the uh, first game of the season. I think some lads on the rap talked about, you know, if there's going to be no fans in the stadium to really um, get the game going, then we may as well make it as mad as possible. Yeah, it wasn't the, uh, the the start we all expected and all predicted this time last week when we sat with Chris in the pub. Uh, yeah, what a game of football. What an absolutely bonkers game. Uh, always up and fair play to Leeds for everything that they, they put into the game. That's it. They, um, they, they just came out to play their usual way. Um, they didn't change anything from the championship. Um, Bielsa's definitely did his homework. Yeah, um, big time. We're talking with stats. They're definitely um, up there in the stats, having more possession, um, more passing, and the same type of passing accuracy anyway. So they definitely had some time on the ball, which you don't necessarily see at Anfield. No, and, and Chris said last week he was he was convinced that Bielsa wouldn't change his style and his tactics, and they didn't. As you said, they've done the homework. Uh, we can say our boys were a bit rusty, but, but you know, Bielsa has really worked them boys hard. And they've come in, they've they've stuck two fingers up to to what people would normally do, having just come up from the championship and, and paying deference to to the champions. They've basically said, "Sod that, we're going to go at them, we're going to go at them hard, and we're going to make them work for this game." And that's exactly what they did. And when all said and done, they they pushed us right to the edge. And boy, did push us right to the edge. Um... Obviously, we only got the win in the 88th minute, but we're getting to the goals. Um, started off with a Salah penalty. Um, it was a great start in the end. Um, we started well, I would say. Um, as good as you're going to start a first game of the season with no crowd after only a couple of weeks off. Um, but four minutes in, we get a penalty, which was a penalty. It was. It was. Uh, uh, and there's no question that that ball you know, bounces off, off and in onto the arm. It's a stonewall penalty. Uh, welcome to the Premier League. But the rules, you know, it's harsh, but it is the rule, and everyone lives by the same rule now. So it's a, uh, it's just what we have to play with. And it, under the rules, Stonewall penalty, no question. Upstep Salah and blam, right down the middle. That's. I mean, I still never feel confident with him taking penalties. I'm not going to lie, because um, he, he, he doesn't place it. He just belts the fuck out of it. To be honest with you. Seems yeah. to work more times than it's not. Correct. Um, but it, it just he never fills me with confidence. Millie, you just know he's going to score. But yeah. he never fills me with confidence of Salah. Yeah, but obviously we never had Millie on the pitch uh, for the starting line-up uh, today. And, you know, with a bit of a, a strange starting line-up, at t- uh, some people might say. But when all said and done, the... Uh, it was still, you know, it was a cracking start three we'll minutes on, in. We'll touch on the starting lineup then um, before we get into the rest of the goals. Uh, Fabinho comes in. Um, I think, like I said to you before, looking at it on paper, you think um, Kaita, you know, not knowing any background story, Kaita comes in for Fabinho. Henderson starts at a very attractive midfield, um, a newly promoted side at home. It's what you want to see. But looking back at it now, the possession they had, maybe a Fabinho in the middle maybe would have um, helped us out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I predicted Kaita to start at the time. I did, uh, but I didn't predict Hendo to start. I've got to say that one was a, was a bit of a, th- uh, a shock for me. Uh, and you know, 
you, you turn around and say Fabinho being in there is what you would probably expect a good holding uh, player to be there uh, and their quality of the years. But so, you know, following on post-game and listening to some conversations uh, and to some, uh, some other reports, and some people have pointed out quite rightly that during the friendly games... Uh, Klopp was absolutely roasting Firmino for his Fabinho, Fabinho sorry, for his uh, you know poor effort, you know, not running enough, not tackling enough, poor position. So basically, everything for the holding midfield play was getting missed out. So he's probably made the call that it, it's just if you're you know if you're not up up to it yet, you're, you're not in the starting lineup. And uh, Kaita was good going forwards, but still missed, he's still missing something uh, and. Leeds were just totally at it and, and full on right from the off. I think they definitely exploited the fact that they thought we were going to come out um, a bit more attackive, and we were. They probably thought and guessed that we maybe we might not have that holding midfielder, and even if we did have that holding midfielder, he's going to be on his own. So maybe them playing with two tens um, could be a bit more attackive with those uh, and catchers off guard, really. Yeah, and and with uh, you know, they push their their. Their players up and wide in a different way to the way we do, but at the end of the day, they still do push players up and wide. Uh, we push our players up and wide in this case of who catches who out into the pockets behind in the space and who's got the balls to stay up when when you've got a gamble. Uh, and it, and that was part of the int- intriguing part of the game, I think. And you know, we did get caught in behind, but so did they. That's it. Well, we say we touched on the first goal. Um... I think it's a great start, but then within just after ten minutes on the twelfth minute mark, they equalise out of um, nowhere. Really, but um, like I said before, it was a really nice goal. Um, they moved the ball around the back well, got it into midfield. Um, the midfielder gets it and sprays it. They were playing that four-one-four-one formation, so they get out in the middle, get it to that defensive midfielder. He sprays it out to their left midfielder. Um, you know, he does trend, which defenders aren't going to get done out anyway, and it's a nice finish. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, looking at that particular goal, you know, the the ball over the top is a beautiful ball. Uh, I do think the Leeds player uh, cops a bit lucky. His first touch, it bounces off his chest and back onto his foot. And the second touch off his foot, he's able to flick it over Trent's head and turn inside. Uh, Trent attempts to recover again, but at that point, uh, he's got Gomez coming over to cover. And you'd expect those two on the edge of the box to clean up two on one. Uh, but he does the two of them, comes inside and manages to get a shot away before Van Dyke gets over. Uh, it's still a good shot. It's right in the corner. Uh, on another day, you'd turn around and say, well, Alisson would be slightly further over and get his hands to it. But you've got to say he's took his, took his opportunity really, really well, even though, from a Liverpool perspective, it was poorly defended. I think Klopp made a comment of saying... Um I think as a whole, the team defended well, but in certain moments, they didn't defend well. And I think they were definitely, um, what's the word, precise in their finishing. Yeah, they were. They were um, clinical. Clinical was the word I'm looking for. Definitely clinical in their finishing um, were leads. You know, they, they only had the six shots and scored three of them. But we had the um, 22 shots with only six on target type of thing. Yeah, and I'll, I'll lay odds. Well, they only had the three shots on target yeah. and scored three. I'll lay odds that, uh, you know, Bielsa bin Bielsa will have pointed out to them that when you, you get your opportunities you have to finish chances, you've got to finish because you're not going to get many chances against this Liverpool side so if, you, if you're if you not hitting the target and, it, and the shot's not going in the corner then you're unlikely to score we well, get back into the game but you know within seven minutes we are back in front with a Van Dijk header 
Um, and it looks like we're starting to use Van Dyke a bit more in um, we're looking to the more dangerous on set pieces. You pointed out that um, there was a bit of a blocking system going on with Sadio Mane that we did see later on that did lead to the disallowed goal with Harvey Elliott. Um, but it definitely looks like we're starting to look at set pieces and realise we probably should be doing more damage. So I think something where you looked on, you know, when you, you've had such a good season we had, you need to look at areas that you need to improve yeah, somewhere. small margins. Some margins and probably, I mean, I, I think everyone said it, you would probably like to so Gomez needs to start getting at least three to four a season. Van Dijk maybe a bit about five, chipping in with some goals. Um so it's definitely something we've, I reckon we've worked on in the, the minimal time. Agreed. Uh, you know, and again, back to Robbo, great delivery, right on, right on the money. Uh, the block worked perfectly. Block worked perfectly. Van Dijk had acres of space, but he still had to finish it. He got up, well, got he, a good head well, on he it. He hit it straight at the keeper, really, but it was that much venom but, on it. Yeah. The keeper couldn't do anything. Nothing was going to happen. He, you know, it was going in the goal, no matter what happened with that header. And you think then, you know, now we're on our way. We've had our little um, cock up, now we're on our way, but... Um, Van Dyke goes from zero to hero, oh, hero to zero, um, with a mistake. And we're talking about being clinical. Patrick Bamford, when he, he's only had one Premier League goal prior to this game um, with Middlesbrough um, a few years back, and um, well, Chris was slagging him off last exactly, week, saying yeah. that, not slagging him off, but saying he just doesn't he doesn't finish enough. He gets into lots of goal scoring opportunities and isn't clinical enough. And yet here he is. He gets. Uh, he pounces on a mistake. It's a clinical striker's finish. He only has really has the one opportunity. And he probably knows on the day between Gomez and Van Dijk, he's only going to get a very limited amount of, um, of opportunities to strike. Yeah. Um, when he gets his chance, he takes, he takes it, it and really, it's, really it's, well. It's a nice finish because he still has a lot to do, you know, dink it past um, Allison. Yeah. Uh, you know, you say it's a great ball. Uh, uh, sorry, not great. It's, the ball's over the top. Van Dijk has got few op- three options. You know, he, he's either going to put it in the stand, he's going to head it back to but the keeper. It's not keep. Van Dijk's style to head it into the stand. Exactly. And, he's, and, and even then, the cushioned header to the keeper is not his style. How many times have we seen him cushion the ball with the outside the boot and just, and just lay it out to Robinson, which was exactly what he was aiming to do? And he made a mistake. Right. Uh, and these things happen. Uh, and he's not going to stop doing that either. I can guarantee that if that happens against Chelsea on the. Um, in the week, he'll um, bring it down and play. Absolutely, and and as we said earlier, uh, yeah, if you're going to make a cock up, make your cock up in the first game of the season. Don't leave it till late in the season when it, it's more important. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's made mistakes before. He's getting them out of the way, and now we'll go. He'll go on a run and and doesn't have any mistakes for the rest of the season with a bit of luck. We talk about um, it being a bit mad um, the start of the season. So it's two two. After half an hour, but within three minutes, sorry, it's, yeah, two two after half an hour, then a little bit of minutes, it's all of a sudden three two, um, thanks to Salah, with one hell of a strike, which is a, a you know, just a, a clinical finish, and it's a rocket into the top bins, isn't it? It is, uh, you know, and again, it's a robber ball in again, defender clears it off the, effectively off the back of his head because he's, he's running against goal with, it, with all the attackers. And again, it makes you think they've done some work on this because Salah stays out. He doesn't go into the mix. He's, and as the ball comes off the back of the defender's head, it drops to him. He doesn't have a lot of time. And it goes back to the, clin- you say, the clinical nature of it. He flicks it up with one foot and smacks it with the other right into the corner, giving the keeper no chance. And as I said earlier as well, you know, it's in- interesting to know that Kosh has stood there and he's got both hands behind his back trying to get trying to block the shot uh, 
you know, again, terrified of giving more penalties away. So it, it, and when your hands are behind your back, you can't get in front as as quick and easy as you, you may have done previously. So it was good to see. You know, so you talk about set pieces. Um, it's nice to see we actually starting to look a bit more dangerous from these set pieces as well. Um, it's a goal that comes off. Um, it's off a set piece, but it's off a second ball, off a set piece. Yeah. Um, but it, it just shows that he's, he's still got the map shot on straight away. You know, t- towards the end of last season, he really struggled a bit to get a few goals. He was trying Salah. too hard. Trying too hard. It's nice that um, he's back to whatever just he hits. It, I'm pre-watching the goal now, and it's won a hell of a strike. There's not more elsewhere it that is. can go. And I do like the way that he stayed out. You know, the, it, it's definitely, again, it gives me the feeling that it's something they've worked on, that second ball for Salah in around the you know the the eighteen yard box, maybe somewhere where they might pick up some extra goals from, while the while the taller lads are in, creating problems for the for the back line. I definitely think some of their um, the what their movement definitely troubled us a bit. Um, kind of spoke to you about during the week. Uh, Van uh, Gomez sometimes got drawn in. Um, I think the way they played, um, they always had a floating man in front in between our midfield and our defence. Um, and then you know we weren't, our, you know I think our defenders weren't sure if the midfield were going to pick them up. Midfield weren't sure if the defenders were going to pick them up. So they just kind of sit. And there was times where Gomez would go, and it would leave a hole in behind. And they got in a few times behind us. Um, and I think it kind of happens with the second goal. Um, it's a late run, and Van Dyke kind of gets drawn in, and that's why he's so free with their equalizers to go three three. But it's a great ball in, and the way he takes a touch with the outside of his boot and volleys it in one fluent motion. It is, and I agree, with, I agree with you totally on that. The gap that's left there is way too big, but the run into that gap is absolutely perfect, and a ball through. Uh, you know, seeing seeing that gap and 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 actually making that run and delivering the pass into it, I think is 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 crucial. And and just again, it goes back to. The analysis that they've done and probably said, you know, at some point in the game, especially Gomez being younger, but but I actually think it's Van Dyke that's pulled out on We're that. Definitely ball. about to say that's what I'm saying. It's Van Dyke has moved there's out a, and Gomez a, like hasn't a, moved over. It's like the um, the fullback has caught, done like an underlap and come through. That's right. Van Dyke's kind of stepped and then that made a gap. And the saying about that link man that doesn't go, uh, it's both Mane and you know um, Jones. Curtis Jones, that's only just come on, kind of leaves him and lets him run three. But in that mentally, they're like, "That's okay, Van Dyke." I'll pass it on, yeah. But because Van Dyke's been spread wide, he's got a massive open and it, space, and he realizes too late what's happening because he realized the pass isn't coming through to him, and he tries to check and block uh, the, the the shot kind of thing, and just can't get to it because he's he's. he's Body positions all over the place, but, but he's still. But saying that, the guy has so much to do with the oh, torching. The certainly team. does. It's a it's a hell goal. of a finish. It's a hell of a finish. I'm not I'm not knocking the finish at all. I just think as a as a team goal or or team goal, but certainly as a, as a a forward group goal, that's a bloody good goal because everything about it has uh, they've picked a hole in what Liverpool are doing. Pick, you know, you you say wait for the, you know you do stuff where you wait for the mistakes. You train and train and train. You say at some point this particular thing may happen in the game, and when it does, we've got to react to it. Got to be ready for it. You know, so that movement has happened. They've made you know they've made the run. They've opened it up, and then they've got the clinical shot away. So all round, great goal to Leeds. And uh, staring um, down the barrel of the, um, 
a draw to start the season. Um, and tell you what, you wouldn't take it away from Leeds. No, you wouldn't. And and that's that. You're also thinking at that point. I mean, we said before that you know you'd always think you know, we've got it in us to 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 win. And and I think yeah, we said it, it's a bit muscle memory now because this squad, the mentality monsters as Klopp calls them, or is always able to pull it out of the bag. But you're also thinking, well, it's the first game of the season. There's no cop baying for blood kind of thing and helping helping the atmosphere to raise like it. like Burnley last season where we got that draw, which was the only drop point at Anfield. Um, there was just no, like I say, cop just to, to really drive us forward. Exactly. The, you, know, you don't get you know somebody you know raising their arms to the to the cop saying, lift us, lift us, we need to, your help to get us over the line. There's none of that. Yet, you still believe they can do it. They still dig deep. And uh, sure enough... Uh, up, 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 up comes uh, another goal, but again, it's uh, it, it's from another penalty. Yeah, and it, I mean, I'm not going to get into it. It, it, it. it is a penalty as well, isn't it? It is, and it, it yeah, and it is for Bino, uh, and it's a case of. And you, it's a, can I say it's another set piece? It is another set piece that it stems from. Yes, uh, and Fabino draws draws the sucker challenging. You can Fabino's going nowhere. In real terms, the ball's bobbling as well. That's yeah. behind him, and, he, and he's it's yeah. lazy. Yeah, and he's just he's just drawn it in enough for the defender to stick a leg out and for him to go over. And it is a penalty. Don't care what anyone says, but it's a it's a a a savvy a savvy player that suckered the penalty kind of thing in real terms. And uh, and and you know Salah steps up and instead of blaming it down the middle, puts it right in the corner this time. We're still with loads of power. So we get four three up, and then you are then just going bloody hold out, and they they, they don't really like score. Well, they don't. We said it before. Um, they don't. They don't really like scoring all day, really, apart from the three shots. We um, talking about XG, and the XG on this game was much lower. I think um, we talked about the XG against Norwich. They were around one point something, and Leeds XG, which is expected goals for people that don't know, um, was zero point something. So their, you know, their kind of attempts, though their chances of scoring were significantly decreased than what Norwich were last season. We beat Norwich four one last season. Yeah, but again, the XG can belie the the stats. It's just a, an indication. You know, it's about the, yeah, in real terms, the leads leads shouldn't be scoring from shots outside the box in real terms. And if they only get, if they get three chances of shots outside the box and all three go in, it's really unexpected goals in real terms uh, so it, it's based on how often you get into a position the quality of the position you know, and, and on stats how often would you put those away and you wouldn't expect teams to score from shots outside the box against Liverpool on a regular basis never mind several times in one game uh, so yeah, uh, but when all said and done we, we upset the XG stats quite regularly uh, normally the opposite way normally we are Overperforming at the other end and scoring more goals than we're expected to, uh, so again the boys are just able to to take it uh, on the chin that we didn't quite defend as well as we should do. Luckily, we're clinical at the other end. We managed to to put the game to bed uh, and happily say to Leeds, "Well done." I don't think I'd be as uh, as, as smiling as I am if we'd, if we'd have got t- took uh, a couple of points off us. So, kind of transitioning from that into the Chelsea game this weekend, um, from how we defended, um, are you worried at all from 
anything that you saw from the weekend just gone? No, again, I think we've got to be realistic and say that that back four on the day, back five including the keeper, uh, oh, well, back four, sorry, had all been away on international duty. Uh, yeah, so they had had one training session together back from international duty to do any specific work. So I think that's, that's item number one, where Bielsa had, had lots of time to work with on his that's front a good point, line. Actually, yeah. uh, we, we had uh, Henderson coming back in, been on international duty, but in real terms had just come back from an injury. I think in terms of Trent has been out injured and it, the only pre, pre-season work that Trent has done was playing for England. Uh, so nice of England to actually give him his pre-season friendlies. Thank you very much. But now we've got that first competitive game out the way. I think our back line will be a lot tighter. I think our midfield will be a lot tighter. There will have been a lot of work done on the training pitch this week. I think they will have been doing double and triple sessions this week to make sure they're match sharp, knowing that this this game against Chelsea really matters now. It does. I think it is a big marker and a big statement um, for them, City, to go to Wolves um, after us. I think it's a big marker to put down. And I said to you um, the other day, basically saying... Going to New Chelsea this early is massive. Huge. Um, because you do not want to be going to Stamford Bridge when this Chelsea side sets and settles in. No, I think, um, I think it was shown from the Brighton game that they're not 100% settled. It took a, an amazing strike from a 20-year-old right-back in Rhys James and a deflected effort um, to win the game. And they can easily say the same thing about us. It took us two penalties to beat um, Leeds United. So they can exactly say the same about us. Um but I expect us to be better. I expect them probably to be better, especially their first game back at home. Um, but I think it's definitely better to um, play them now than later on in the season. Yeah, they, they've got a lot of new players bedding in. I mean, look at the way we are that it takes us you know, 12 months to bed a new player in, never mind uh, you know, you know, a few weeks. So I think it's really crucial that we are unlucky that we're getting them so early in the season going down to the bridge. It's not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. I think uh, we are really going to have to work hard for it. And it's one of those where it's a it's a it's a good great game to have early as well because it's it's just such a statement. Um, I think we went to Chelsea. We we a second game of last season we played Arsenal. We played Chelsea early on as well, um, and we we beat we smashed Arsenal at home, and we went to Chelsea and won. And again, it's just a statement, nice and early, um, uh, about you know. This is what we're about, you know. And you look at the likes of City that went to Chelsea later on in the season. That inevitably we won the league from that game because um, it was a tougher place to go when they got going, type of thing. But I think when they all their signings develop and start working together, they could be quite a force. Yeah, I, I think second half of the season uh, they're going to get really strong. Uh, I wouldn't rule them rule them out having really good cup runs. I think Frank's got a good thing starting to happen at Chelsea. Uh, Abramovich has put a bit more money back into the club. It's still up for sale, but I think he's realising that he's got to develop the asset if he's going to get a return, uh, which is good for Frank. I think it's great for Chelsea supporters that they're now getting uh, behind the team again. Uh, and it could be a good season for them, to be honest. I, I, I've, you know, in, in a... In a respectful kind of way, it's going to be interesting to see how things go. I just hope they uh, they just take a few weeks longer to get going. 
So looking at ins and outs, um, I think um, Tismikas is still in doubt, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if anything he doesn't play or doesn't even get on the squad. We don't know how the whole virus thing is going with him, but they will tr- they will want him playing midweek in the Carabao Cup. Yes, I totally agree. So with that. it depends where he's at with that, and obviously well, we know Shakiri and Ox are out still. Also, well, they're they're not out now, or. or- Shakiri isn't. Oh, Shakiri's a maybe. Well, Shakiri played in the behind the go- oh, behind okay. the doors game, which we can talk about in a minute. But so Shakiri actually played, so he's he's in contention for next week. Uh, Ox definitely isn't because he never played in that game, uh, and Tsmikas wasn't in that squad either. So yep. that that basically it depends how he's feeling and how the virus has affected him. Yeah, and and he's not been able to train. He's not exactly. been able to mix with the squad at all. So all of those several weeks of getting in with the squad and bonding and getting up to speed has now been lost again. Uh, so he's back to square one in real terms. I don't think we're going to see him for another few weeks yet. Um, there was one doubt for Chelsea with Timo Werner. Um, got a knock for the penalty that he won on his knee, but he's just a corky, to be honest with you. Um, he had a big bag of ice on, but he, he just talks that he might be in doubt, but be realistic, he'll be back for the game. Yeah. With all the um, chirotherapy they all have type of thing. Yeah, he, at the worst, he'll be on the bench and, and be first sub in the second half, but I'd expect him to start. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, unless there's something more underlying with that injury. Going from Klopp and... Frank's comments regarding each other's spending, whatever. Obviously, Klopp's come out and said, we're not like Chelsea, we don't like to spend. And then Frank's kind of laughed that off. And there's a bit, few things put around over social media, how Liverpool's starting 11 um, from the weekend round one game um, was actually more expensive than Chelsea's starting 11. Um, now, I mean, we all know that you've got to include net spend in that because it's also what about what you sell to buy type of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, these are just two managers playing a little bit of game, game, mind games with each other and stuff. I, uh, I don't, th- I don't think it really matters. I think it's just that uh, that probably with Klopp a bit of a throwaway comment that Frank's picked up on, yeah. the press have picked up on, Frank's picked up on, and, and uh, uh, batted it back, which is it. Papers got to write about something. To be honest, as a, there's obviously still a bit of um, been kneeling there from the game at home. That's right. Um, even though Frank did apologise afterwards, eventually, eventually. Um, but yeah, after the little spat that had happened regarding the free kick that Trent scored um, in the home game that we eventually won the league from. But that's one thing we could talk about. Obviously, last time we played Chelsea was a, I mean, an entertaining game, a five-three game, but a game we eventually lifted the Premier League. We did, and um, you know, Frank threw his toys out the pram and called us for being bad winners kind of thing and, and disrespectful but later on after he calmed down he, he openly admitted that he was actually sore because he's been, he remembers what it's like to win and he wanted to be winners like that and you know he he realised that he was out of order well, I remember uh, you kind of see where you're coming from I remember when I was in England watching um, Leicester win the league um, and we're in a pub because they were playing Everton last game of the season well second to last game of the season where they were lifting the trophy and obviously a lot of our side of the family is all Everton fans so we went to a pub in Liverpool to watch it um, and you'd see them lifting the trophy and everyone was kind of happy for Leicester for winning the league and I th- a part of me was like I actually would have preferred Chelsea or Tottenham to win the league because I was you know they, they win it all the time type of thing but I was jealous that this fairy tale story was happening to Leicester and not us 
So you can kind of see where he was coming from with that. Yeah, and it, and it was the year, it, it, that should have been our year in real terms, because if you're going to win it any year, that was the year to do it, because everyone played shite that year. But unfortunately, Chester, uh, sorry, Leicester were the ones that stepped up and did really, really well out of it. Uh, whereas he's now looking at us running away with back-to-back, you know, 90 points, or, you know, in you know, points uh, runs, uh, undefeated runs, Champions League uh, finals, Champions League winners. Uh, and, yeah, he can remember what that was like as a player. And he wants that for his team that he's as a manager now. He wants to, to get the same adulation, the same elation, the same feeling from being a manager. And I wouldn't put it past him, him to do it. Uh, in in coming years, I just hope it's a good few years ahead. Nice little comment here. Um, apparently, Robbo put a before the Chelsea City game, which inevitably won us the league. Robbo put in the group chat or the WhatsApp group a picture of him in a Chelsea shirt. Um, Pride to them, but well, they all met up for me, Hall, didn't he? That's right. So he put a, he put a t shirt uh, photo of him wearing a Chelsea shirt into the WhatsApp group, and apparently he got absolutely slaughtered, slaughtered for it. But I can just imagine um, Robbo doing that. To be honest with you, yeah, he's and right. I don't imagine him wearing it this weekend. No, no, no. Uh, he's, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he'll be uh, winding Chelsea players. Probably all coming time. out. Um, you know, we just released that book, hasn't he? So it's probably little snippets are all coming out from the book. Yeah, type of thing. yeah. I forgot he's done that book actually. So yeah, that'll be, good. That'll be a nice read actually. Will be, will be. Again, there's going to be a lot of books about last year. Going to be a lot of books about it. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, bring let let's keep going and uh, let let's get a, a good result at the weekend. What are we thinking? We're going to get score wise. It's, it's, it's a really tough one, isn't it? Um, I think we will concede. I think the way we have been defending, how we're not a tight unit just yet, um, still early on in the season, and attacking force that they have, I think we will concede. Um, I'm thinking a 2-1 Liverpool goal, same as last season, I hope. Yeah. But it I, could, you know what? It could be it matters another fucking 5-3 in the way our front three are going at the minute. 3-2 three, three, maybe. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm torn between 3-1 and 2-1, and I said 3-1 last week, so I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with 2-1 this same week. With, I won't say with you, I'll go 3-2 then. Fuck it, I'll have a, or maybe like a 4-2 or something like that. Oh. But I think it'll be a bit of a high-scoring game, to be honest, with both attacks being pretty full-on. All right, well, let's uh, let's wait and see what's this space this time next week. Uh, As I said, we'll be back next week talking about um, preview, oh, reviewing this game and then previewing maybe the game. Depends when that League Cup game is midweek to see if we'll maybe skip that in before or after. Not 100% sure. I'm still unsure who we're going to play at this point in time as it's, well. It's out. It's Lincoln. Lincoln. So we're going to be playing Lincoln. So um, do we know what time that is? Do we know I'm not sure. Is? I think it's, it's going to be about this time next week, isn't it? So, yeah, I think it'll be either the, the night of the podcast or the night before type of thing. So... We'll have to wait and see. We can um, preview that one. See, or review. Well, definitely we'll preview if it's av- if available. If not, we'll be reviewing it. There they are. Wednesday morning, four four um, four fifteen. So we'll be able to talk about talk about we'll talk about the Chelsea game. We'll talk about the game against Lincoln, and then um, we'll look forward to the game. Um, who we got after Arsenal? Nice and easy. Yeah, so easy. nice easy week for us. Uh, just on the run into the, that Carabao Cup game. This behind closed doors game with Huddersfield happened overnight. One uh, one. Uh, Minamino scored, yeah, but it's good, yeah, good to note that Adrian, Regi, Shakiri, Milner, Matip all started. Uh, Wilson and Carius came on the second half, but also did Ryan Brewster as well. So 
they're getting time in the legs in a in a semi competitive game, knowing that this uh, Carabao Cup games is, is round the corner. But it is also maybe putting them in the shot window. Well, it's not because the Carabao Cup is the shot window. But I know it's not televised. But you don't know what people are allowed to come in. That's them very games, true. You know what I mean, was it? it at Anfield, I think it was at Anfield, wasn't it? Or was it at Mel? I'm pretty sure think, it was Anfield. Yeah, I'm think. not sure. I'm um, not sure. I'm pretty sure it was. it was at Anfield. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, well, they, they invite scouts into uh, Melwood. Into Melwood percent, so, so you don't know. You know, lads. You know, being on the shot window for that. But we'll wait and see. And uh, we'll be back this time next week to talk more about the Reds. All right, up the Reds.